Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast Season 2. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, author, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, provides motivating messages that will help you work through the emotional trauma from rejection and embrace the new year, new level, and new you. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my lioness queens. Today is the third Tuesday in March. Happy New Year. I told you I was going to keep saying it. Happy New Year. Happy March 2021. Happy Women's Month. Wow, we are in the middle of the month of March. That was a mouthful for me to say. The middle of the month of March. (laughs) We are three months down, y'all. Like, wow. So my question for you, how are you doing keeping up with your golden vision board? Or vision board New Year's resolutions? How are you doing with that? I hope you are keeping up. Remember the easiest way um, that I suggested, um, if you if you missed the Golden Vision Board um, session, definitely check it out on YouTube. But the easiest way I believe to stay on top of your goals is to break them down monthly. So break them down um, into um, things that are easy to do. So you're only focusing on one or two things within the month and you try your best to get those done. If you, you know, so if you haven't done so do that today, this month for myself, actually, I was supposed to make homemade, um, things. So like homemade bread, cookies, cakes. Um, and last week I made homemade banana bread and it was delicious. I thought it was going to be difficult, um, but it really wasn't. I mean, there's so many recipes out there that you can find, you know, on Pinterest, just, you know, um, on Google. There's so many different recipes. And so I just found this great recipe on Yumly and it was just so delicious. And so go back and revisit your vision board and your New Year's resolutions and get some new things done this year. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for supporting the Lioness Queen podcast, YouTube channel, and I Am Series Women's Empowerment Session. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you know who may need to be encouraged today. Also, I would love for you to leave a review sharing how this message inspired and helped you to become residue free. All right, so let's get our episode started today. And today we are talking about releasing negativity and rising up. Well, you know how we love to do it on this podcast. We love starting out 
uh, with a poem or quote to get us started and motivated. And we love supporting other uh, poets' creativity and so honored to do so. And so I found a poem um, by Preservation Man. I don't know his real name, but it's his stage name is Preservation Man, and it was written in July of 2020, so last year. The title of the poem is called Negativity Becomes a Change in the Lesson. <laughs> Ooh, that's a powerful title, right? So here's the poem. Negativity is nothing more than a lack of assurance and doubt. This is what this lesson in helping you to work out. It means Take negativity and build into positivity. Think on negativity being only a setback in how one feels. Usually negativity comes from negativity given. It surrounds people that project negativity because of circumstances that happen in one's life. They are the ones that always see negativity, but never work in seeing life as positivity. You must look beyond your depressed thoughts and suggest positivity. That negativity causes people to not succeed. Negativity becomes like a forbidden flood needing to recede. A person is focusing on someone else's feed, but negativity has no place face to face. In fact, it's all waste. The energy that one stresses on negativity could be utilized on constructive positivity. Negativity is a barrier like a detour, but you are only staying in one place. No movement in a hopeful pace. If if you say today, the response would be tomorrow. Negativity is mental, but one must move into motivational. Motivational is the action that will start you on your way. Negative people now should be your getaway. This is your lesson for today. Go and achieve in every way. Live on every day. Woo! (laughs) That poem was whoa, right? So there's so many parts in this poem that get me. But one of the part, the the part of the poem that I really, I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, the part that says negativity is a barrier like a detour, but you are the only one staying in one place. No movement in a hopeful pace. If you say today, the response would be tomorrow. And that part for me was really powerful. You know, there are so many other parts, you know, like I said, I could touch on. uh, But when you say negativity is a barrier, But you, not anyone else, you are, you are to make a decision. You are making a decision. You made a decision to stay in one place. And so for me, that kind of sums it up right there because it's like you're holding on to something in your hand that you don't want, that you hate. But in the same regard, you make a decision to hold on to it. And I compare it to Linus with the security blanket. I'm not sure if you remember uh, the cartoon Charlie Brown, but Linus was a kid uh, who always carried around this stinky, dingy, dirty blanket. He, he carried the blanket everywhere like it was his pet, right? He, 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 although Linus carried it, he was 
you know, in the cartoon, he was the voice of reason. He was extremely smart, but there was some insecurity on the inside of him that he never let go of. He never released. And as a result, he needed that prop um, to help him cope with those insecurities. Well, maybe it's not a blanket, right? But sometimes there is a tendency to hold on to negativity in a way that builds up a barrier and keeps one stuck, right? It keeps it keeps you stuck in one place that, that stops you from moving forward. Of course, it's, you know, I would say it's easy to blame someone else who caused your unfortunate event, who caused the abuse, who caused uh, the rejection, who caused the financial setback, who who caused the the divorce, whatever the case, whatever the negative event that happened, you, you can fill in the blank for yourself. But one has to be careful, right? When we give someone else so much power over the outcome from the negative event, This is the space in our subconscious that gets us caught up more in the negative event than how God can turn any situation around for our good. It is is, is the space and the place where we get stuck and, and we obsess on the hurt or what someone else did to us versus realizing God may have done a favor. He may have done you a favor. And releasing them from your life so he can bring a healthier relationship that will be a greater blessing for you. This this space and place in your subconscious allows you to hold on to negative events longer than you should, like like Linus and his security blanket. However, our blanket cannot be seen, right, with the naked eye, but it is there. It is there. And this is what we're talking about today, the importance of releasing that negativity to rise up and move into our purpose. And so let's think about Moses for a minute. And uh, when when Moses um, had left, like when he had left and he had started his own family and, you know, and everything. And, and he, one day he went out and he followed a wandering sheep into the wilderness. And while he's doing that, he comes up on this burning bush. We all know the story about the burning bush. And so I'm pretty sure when he saw it, he was, you know, confused. He was bamboozled, right? He was trying to figure out how, why hasn't this bush burnt up by now? But what happens is, you know, the story, God spoke to Moses through this burning bush. God had to use something that would get Moses's attention that, that day, right? And God can use anything to get our attention. Sometimes it's even in the valley that God has to get our attention, but he will get our attention. So God gave Moses an insurmountable purpose that he was chosen to fulfill. God said, I'm sending you back to Egypt to free my people, the Israelites, which which meant he would he would have to confront Pharaoh, the man who raised him. He would have to confront his brother and 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 set ten tens of thousands of slaves free. You know the story. It's a very well known story. Mo, but Moses's subconscious went into overdrive, like many of us, and all he heard were things God was asking him to do that he knew he could not do, which made which made him go on this negative rant in his mindset. 
As a result, Moses started complaining to God about all of the reasons why he could not fulfill the purpose. He didn't feel bold enough. He 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 had difficulty speaking. He was scared of the rejection that, that would happen if people didn't believe him. He was scared of going back because he had killed that officer. All of these things were going on. All of these negative thoughts came up in his mind. And as a result, Moses wanted to stay in the familiar. He wanted to stay with his family. He wanted to stay in the detour that he created, but God wanted Moses to rise up and fulfill his purpose. See, sometimes what we do not realize is that the things God allows to happen in our lives puts us in a position for him to use us to fulfill our purpose. Did you hear me? Sometimes we don't realize that the things God allows the valleys, the storms. He allows them, but it puts us in the position to be used. But some of us, it's hard to get into that open posture for God to use us because we are so stuck on what people did to us that we blocked the blessing God was trying to give because our hands were full of negativity and unforgiveness. Negativity and unforgiveness. And so I must say these these are two squatters, squatters, right? That hold our minds hostage in a way that we think of more than anything else. We just obsess about it. And it's like we are hypnotized in a way to believe more in the negativity and unforgiveness than in what God is trying to do in our lives. We fail to think that the most negative thing that has happened in our life could be the best blessing that has ever happened in our lives. You may feel that that what I just said, it it doesn't make sense. It, It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But, you know, it doesn't in the natural, for sure. But in the supernatural realm, God can take the worst of the thing. And make the best of the thing. He he can take bad circumstances and turn them into good circumstances. He can take ashes and turn them into something beautiful. But that is if you only believe. See, we have to release the negativity if we're going to move forward. If we're going to walk in our destiny and fulfill the purpose God has on our lives. All Moses could think about was Pharaoh. That's all he could think about, you know, who he had to confront, right? And and he thought about how, you know, he thought about how, where he came from, right? Like he really wasn't Pharaoh's son, you know, how, how he was lied to for so many years, how, how unworthy he felt as a traitor to his people. He he was thinking about all of these different things. And so what Moses didn't realize is this wasn't about him. This was about God's people and God's purpose being fulfilled. God chose to use Moses even when his mom decided to put him in that Nile River to save his life. God knew then Moses, Moses was his chosen servant. And guess what? God feels the same way about you. Now, the question 
is how can you release this negativity and how can you raise up and walk in all God has called you to do in this season. And so God gave me four tips that I want to go over with you to help you release the negativity and rise up. All right, our first tip, we got to let go of things we cannot control. Let me say that again. Let go of things we cannot control. So I'm not sure if you heard the last episode. And if you didn't, I I really encourage you to do so. But the last episode, I had you do an activity that focused on things that are important and the things that you needed to let go of. Well, this week, I want you to do another exercise. So take out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. And what I want you to do is trace your hand in the middle of the paper. And then I want you to label the inside of your hand, things I can control. Label the outside of your hand at the top of the paper, things I cannot control. And so I want you to do this exercise. Think about things that are going on in your life right now. Things you can control. And then write down all of the things that are out of that are out of your control, things you can't control. And once you finish, you'll be surprised that most of the things you cannot control involve other people. Let me say that again. Most of the things you cannot control involve other people. You cannot control other people's emotions, actions, mistakes, decisions. You can't control your children. You can't control your parents, your siblings. You can't control other people's attitude. You can't control how other people will react. Uh, You can't control how other people respond. You can't control what other people say. You can't control other people. But for some reason, this, this, this one right here, this is one of the biggest reasons why we hold on to negativity. We hold on to other people's stuff. We hold on to other people's actions, other people's words, other people's behaviors. And it's something we cannot control. We can't tame other people. And if we were able to do that, that's witchcraft. That's the spirit of manipulation. Now, what you do have control over is how you respond, how you react, how you feel, your attitude, your beliefs about yourself. You have control over you. See, God didn't want Moses worrying about things he couldn't control. But but that is how Moses was interpreting everything that God said to him. He focused more on the things that he could not control. And, and, and because God really, you know, God was going to make provision for Moses. He just wanted him to trust in what he was going and what God was going to do and what God promised. Just like for you, God will make provision for you, but you must only focus on the things you can control and let God do the rest. Number two, declutter your mind. (laughs) We have to declutter our minds. I, I can't say how much junk we clutter our mind with stuff that doesn't matter, with stuff that's not important, with junk Uh, with other people, other family members and and other people's stuff that don't don't matter, with people who don't matter, with things that are important. We clutter our minds with so much stuff. 
where God has a challenging time getting you to believe in the promises of God. He has a hard time getting through you to believe because you, your mind is cluttered with things that just don't matter. Just think about, a, a, you know, a home, right? That's cluttered, that's junky, that's messy. Even a hoarder. I'm pretty sure you've seen that show, Hoarders. When you think about it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel uneasy. It makes you feel stressed. It makes you feel claustrophobic and closed in. When your mind is cluttered with information that doesn't matter or things you can't control, it allows your mind to hoard things from your past that you were intended to let go of. Woo, that's powerful. I got to say that again. When your mind is cluttered with information that doesn't matter or things you can't control, it allows your mind to hoard things from your past that you were intended to let go of. So what negative things are cluttering your mind today? What are you impeding God from blessing you to rise up and move forward towards your destiny? Is it unforgiveness? Is it anger? Is it guilt, shame, bitterness, hurt, abandonment, rejection, loss? And so it's time to declutter. And and I believe that there are two ways in order to do this. One, we have to realize how negative thoughts don't benefit me. Those thoughts are not benefiting you in any way. They're not helping you. And two, how can I declutter my mind through applying God's word to my life? And so one, when you think about how the negative thoughts benefit you, I mean, it really won't surprise you in the answer. I mean, if you write that question down, ask yourself, how have my negative thoughts benefited me? How have they made me better? How have they made me grow? How have they made me a stronger believer in what God can do? And when you think about all of these things, I'm telling you, the answer will float right off of the page. Secondly, God's word is the agent that has the ability to really address those negative thoughts and give you another perspective for your good. The word has the the ability to help your mind to process things, not from a negative perspective, but from a positive perspective only. For example, I'm going to give you an example with myself. So my ex-husband made the best decision of not wanting me anymore after 24 years. I'm going to say that again. My ex-husband made the best decision of not wanting me anymore after 24 years because now I am able to help. I'm able to help others work through rejection like I experienced and move towards their purpose. Uh, And now I, I am in a new relationship. I am remarried to a man who always wanted to be married. So, so I had to first declutter my bitterness, my blame, my shame. I had to declutter my anger, my revenge. I had to declutter those negative thoughts. And figure out how I had to figure out how those negative looping thoughts were not benefiting me to move forward. And actually what they were doing were making me go in the reverse. And two, I, I, you know, I had to figure out how I could use God's word to turn my rejection around for my good. And so it's all about my mindset. And so in a nutshell, the divorce 
was not about me, but what God wanted to do through me, just like Moses. It, 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 it was what God wanted to do through Moses. It wasn't what happened to him, but it was what how God wanted to use him for the kingdom. Number three, we got to drop the negative attitude about ourselves. I'm sure, you know, you've heard the phrase, your attitude determines your altitude. I don't know who said that, created it, wrote it, quoted it, right? But you can only rise up if your attitude is pure and positive. Let me say that again. You can only rise up if your attitude is pure and positive. And in order to walk that out, right, you have to drop that negativity about yourself and whoever hurt you. And, and, you know, this may be very subtle and you may not really know that your attitude is foul. So oftentimes people don't realize their attitude is foul. One, because they, they're not um, doing self-evaluation to look at it. One, people um, feel so sympathetic because they understand you've been hurt. So they don't want to tell you face to face. But many of us, our attitude is foul stinks just like that security blanket it's dingy it stinks right but when you are constantly minimizing yourself and what you can do you have a negative attitude about yourself which is what Moses did he, he didn't believe anything God told him he wanted to do he didn't believe it he negated it all. And, and, and you never know how God will turn your situation around to give you a seat at the high table, to do great things for the kingdom. Eyes have not seen, ears haven't heard. So why are you so judgmental about yourself? Why do you talk down about yourself? Could it be that others have been judgmental about you? Or, or could it be that you grew up? in a very judgmental home environment, whatever the case, you have to release the attitude because it will hold you in one place on one level and you will be stagnant the rest of your life until you release it. You, you, you must monitor, right? Like it's something that we have to do. We have to keep our attitude in check. We have to monitor our attitude about ourselves and challenge those negative thoughts. How do you do that? You can challenge them with the word of God. You can challenge them with affirmations, affirming who you are in Christ. There will always be things that, that, that make you feel not perfect because we're not perfect. And even in our imperfections, God loves us anyway. And so it's okay. But, but because Moses, he was no way perfect either now, right? But even in the midst of all that, God still used him and God can still use you. Lastly, number four, we got to let go of toxic relationships. Relationships, you know, are can be a great resource for providing support. But sometimes relationships can be stressful as well. Sometimes we get into relationships and stay in them because of the longevity versus the relationship being healthy and fulfilling. One of the biggest reasons for this is due to that little full letter word that we've talked about before, fear. 
We typically are afraid of ending relationships when they are toxic and when they are like leeches draining the life out of us. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with a leech, but leech drains blood from your body. And that is what toxic relationships do. They drain your life. So you do not have enough life in you to fight your way out. As a result, toxic relationships cause you to think negatively about yourself and the other person. So much so it impacts how you feel about yourself. If the relationship stops bringing joy and instead consistently makes you feel sad, angry, anxious, or resigned, tuned out, like you've sold out, it may be toxic. Nevertheless, toxic relationships can be challenging to get out of. But one should always evaluate the situation and seek help if needed. Sometimes in order to get out of them, you need a plan. Sometimes it's not simple. Sometimes you need other people to help you, especially in domestic violence situations. Sometimes you may need a professional to help you to create a plan to get out of the relationship. But nevertheless, there is always a way of escape if you need it. And I encourage you to seek out resources because they can help you. And so I provided all of these great tips for you. But but the question is, are you going to do it? It, 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 you know, it is so easy to, for us to blame others for where we are in our life, for how our life turned out, especially we blame our parents, we blame our friends, you know, uh, you know, we blame others, you know, for why we haven't gotten further ahead. But no one, I, and I mean, no one has that much power over you to stop your destiny. Do you hear me? No one has that much power over you to stop your destiny. The only person who has that much power to stop your destiny is you. Now, maybe someone else's decision did add a detour in your journey. And that can happen, right? I believe for my situation in my divorce, my ex, he, he caused a detour in my journey. But with God, all things are possible. Yes. Oh, God. Thank you. Mm. All things are possible and it's time to stop holding on to the negative things people have done to you and release it to God so he can raise you up in the place he has destined for your life. And so I want you to repeat after me. I want you to repeat after me. No more excuses. No more excuses. I am enough. And my Abba Father has destined promises for my life that no one can stop or block. I give myself away to you, Lord, and renounce what blank you fill in the name did to me. I renounce them. I will not keep them in my subconscious any longer. They are like a squatter taking up space that they didn't pay for. I'm going to let go of things I can't control. I'm going to declutter my mind from negative looping thoughts 
that do not benefit my mental well-being. I'm going to drop the negative thoughts I think about myself. And I'm going to release all the toxic relationships that are unhealthy. It is time for me to move forward. Not hold on to negativity like a security blanket. Not be stagnant in my negativity. And it's time for me to rise up for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly affirmation over our lives. Amen. And so repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place. As the Queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight, stand on the word of God, realize I am a masterpiece. I am, I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m., for more from your Linus Queen.